Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. Hope y'all having a great start of your weekend. Not start of your weekend, but middle of your weekend. Um, hope y'all are doing well. I know it's been a while since y'all see me, but hey, Coach been busy. Went on vacation. Um, had to handle some things, but I'm back, ready to get uh, rocking and rolling with, in regards to rolling out more content and videos and all that good stuff. So as everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I talk to all those who are, are watching later. Those who watching later for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, make sure you subscribe. And I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who's been rocking with me for however long you've been a subscriber and been a supporter, I want to say thank you. And uh, I appreciate you and those who's listening on the podcast. I want to say thank you all so much for this. So uh, for those who are new and those who are, are not new, um, this is a live Q&A. So if you have any questions about anything, go ahead and post them um, for those who, who are engaging and those who are watching now. And you're like, man, I would love um, to shoot him some of my questions, man. Go ahead and hit that bell so you can get all post notifications so you'll be alerted whenever I go live. Lenita, what's going on with you? Hey, coach. Hey, what's going on, Lenita? Hope you're well. Ashley, what's going on with you? Hope you're well. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come into the live feed and um, and all that good stuff. Dirty Red, what's up, family? Coach Josh, I pray all things, everything is well, family. All is well, man. I missed y'all, man. I'm glad to be back serving you all online. So I'm going to let y'all get y'all's questions ready. And uh, make sure you check out um, all the resources that I have, books, card games, um, our mentoring program. If you want to support that financially, if you want to help us, um, uh, whatever, however, you can go Patreon, all that good stuff. However, uh, what else we got? Uh, uh, books, card games, courses, um, all that good stuff on my website. I'm going to post that right now. I am unplugged.com. So you can go there and check out all the tools and resources that we have. My wife and I um, um, did there to support you all. And make sure you check out my wife and I's latest vlog on the Ezzy Life. We went on um, went to Hilton Head. So check out that video, all that good stuff. Let's see who got any questions. I was giving y'all some time. JoJo Davis says, hey, coach, what it means whenever the, uh, okay, AL coach. <laughs> What it means whenever you are seeing different for, uh, from, okay, seeing different from sickness and death uh, and disloyalty and killing and growing relationship to JoJo from Fort Worth. What's up, family? Let me make sure I understand your question. Hey, coach, what does it mean whenever you are seeing different from sickness? Clarify your question for me, JoJo. I'm going to go to the next person. Retype your question so I can better understand. I'm I, I, um, um, I'm very particular with words and words help me make sure that I understand what you're saying. So go ahead and rewrite your question, fam, and I'll make sure I get back with you. Asher says, can you explain the marriage bed being undefiled? Been studying about it and trying to make sure nothing gets invited into my future marriage due to being ignorant. Well, um, everything is led by the Holy Spirit. Um, there are some things, uh, definitely uh, a defiled bed is a bed that you bring three people into. That would defile the bed. Um, defiling the bed is also, uh, um, uh, I would guess and I believe, is when you're um, uh, having relations with your wife or husband with lust in your heart, uh, fueled by pornography, fueled by uh, overly sexualized culture. That would defile the bed. Uh, what else would defile the bed? Um, those are the two main things, uh, um, adultery. Even if you didn't have three a threesome in the bed, having sex outside of your marriage and coming into your marriage would defile it. Anything that doesn't allow the genuineness between the two, uh, uh, as far as purity being involved, would defile the bed. There are some things you got to also have conversations with your husband or wife about. There may be some things that your wife may not be comfortable with, your husband may not be comfortable with, and you can't be pressuring. Pressuring in the in the uh, married bed can be defiling it. 
So anything that defilement is anything that comes in and makes something pure perverted, right? That's what defilement is. Um, um, Jesus was uh, was discussing with the Pharisees and the Pharisees were like, why are your disciples and you eating with unwashed hands? Um, and the law back then was like, you had to clean up the couch, you had to clean up the pots, you had to clean up everything to be pure enough just to eat. And Jesus began to say, it's not what goes in the mouth of a man that defiles him, but what comes out. Even if you have a sexual expression with your uh, significant other, your husband or wife, make sure I make it clear, your husband or wife, if there's any defilement from culture, from pornography, from someone else, from sexual desires, hidden desires that you wish your husband or wife were able to perform, that will cause a defilement to bed because now the vibes is off. Now your wife will feel like, nah, this ain't really my husband here, or your husband's going to feel like, I, I just don't feel comfortable with that yet. And so those are my uh, $3.68 in regards to points in regards to that. So I hope that helped. Good question though. Jojo Real says, how does a Christian man deal with a wife who nags too much? Um, I'm guessing if you're already married, this is what I would do. First, I would check your heart. I would check your actions, right? Now, um, I, I don't know your situation specifically, so I don't know if your wife, if she was like that from the beginning. Now, if your wife was like that from the beginning, and, and you got in it, you're going to have to be gracious and patient with it, right? Because sometimes we overlook the red flags in a, in, in a dating phase, and then we have to deal with that issue in the married phase, right? And so that's why it's essential for all single individuals um, to make sure that you really go at the pace of God. Because um, you ever played a video game or or had something downloaded, and it says, do not cut this device off until this thing is fully loaded? Because if you cut it off or if you get off the page while it's full loaded, it could damage the whole device. The same is with different phases of life. Like you sometimes, even if you met the right one, it may be the wrong time to marry that one because both of y'all still, y'all might be at 98%, but y'all not at 100% of healthy uh, of health and maturity for that phase. So I'm not sitting there saying that people are to be perfect in a marriage, but they should be ready to go, ready to healthy enough, prepared for it. So if you met her and she had those signs before marriage and then you got married with her prematurely, y'all just got married or whatever, uh, and you just gonna have to have grace with it, um, pray for her, uh, et cetera. Now that's one side. The other side is um, you have to look at your own heart. I know for a fact that when I am when I am performing, not performing, but when I am being who I need to be and I'm up on my time with God, I'm up with my devotions and I'm the man I need to be, there's a change in my wife, right? Now, if there's different things that comes uh, around, and I, I got to make sure, am I doing anything that may be triggering this? And so, so what I would do nonetheless is have a conversation with her and say, is there anything that I'm doing or not doing that's making you feel uneasy? Because nagginess, if it's not her uh, character trait, can spawn from uh, 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 not feeling secure or stable. And that's where you have conversations. Like I know there's times where my wife knows, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask my husband to do multiple things at this time because my husband just got off work. My husband's relaxing. I know my husband will get to this in a timely manner. Right. So we've had conversations so that it won't because sometimes we'll do things without communicating. We'll have a thought as men that we're going to get to this. or I'm going to get to that later. But we don't communicate that. And so my wife and I, we developed that rapport where she knows, oh, my husband is he gets to things in a timely manner. But I had to communicate with her. There are certain times where I just need to be left alone. I need to have this time to kind of detox and unwind. And then I can get to those different things. But if 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 we're just talking about if that's not a part of her character already, if that makes sense. My light shine a little bit too much. There we go. There we go. So 
One, either way, have a conversation. Fellas, ladies, no matter what, the best way to ensure that your marriage is healthy is always go to humble road. Never go in the haughty. Don't go high with the haughtiness. Go low with the humble. What I mean by that is, even if it's not your fault, you go humble and say, is there anything that I've done? Because when you do that, humility and kindness has a way of heaping coals of fire on a person's head to help renew their mind and change that. Now, if she's just wild, then you're going to have to pray a while and, and, and serve a while until the Holy Spirit deals with that. Hope that helps. Lanita Dennis says, are you coaching young men 18, 11, and 7? Um, my school year is starting right now. Um, so what I will say is, uh, yeah, just let me know. Um, cause when you put the youth out there, you know, my heart gets tugged, um, email me. And if you don't hear from me in three days, keep emailing me. Cause I get so many emails. And then after this video, I'm going to forget not because of you, but I'm just, you know, life and, and let me know what you can do. And I see what I can do either way. Make sure they stay plugged in on my channel. If I'm not able to do anything in this phase of the season, but it stay with me because there may be some times throughout the school year where I'm able to at least have a conversation with them. If that makes sense. Jojo Davis says, I got COVID and I went through all these, those coach. Let me see. I'm going to go Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Oh, let's see. Oh, hey, coach, what it means whenever you're seeing different, seeing different, seeing this indefinite loyalty and killing and growing the relationship. This is Jojo. Uh, let me show you. see Jojo again. Jojo, you got anything else? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, Jojo. Uh, well, the good thing is that, that you survived it. You're alive. You're typing right now. Um, hey, tough times are going to prove people's loyalty. You see what I'm saying? Tough times are going to prove who's really rocking with you. Um, so I hope that helped. I, I, I need more clarity on your question, though, man. I want to make sure I serve you. I'm going I'm to scroll down and see if you wrote anything else, Jojo. I'll wait for you to write something else so I can really understand the question that you're asking me. Uh, Jaquise Albert says, hey, coach, hope you're doing well. I'm doing exceptional well, fam. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. K. Toussaint says, how can I get back to Christ when I feel so distant? Well, he's near. And the Bible says he's near to the brokenhearted. Um, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Uh, um, society, uh, not society, but technology can't even compare to the closeness, just how close Alexa is or Siri is at the voice of a cry out. They respond The the technology of of the Godhead is is beyond the personality supersedes any technology. And that all you got to do is cry out help. And say, hey, God, I, I, I want to be closer to you, right? And so when you feel distant, you have to ask yourself, who moved? We know God didn't move, right? So we have to, when I mean by move, we're talking about mindset. Your mind drifted. You, he, the Bible says uh, it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. Meaning that we can't be separated from God. We're in his presence. He's omniscient. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's the God of everything, right? And so when we understand that, we got to ask ourselves, what in my life, due to a lack of discipline or elevated desires, has caused me to distance myself from God? Then you got to get to the root of the issues. Most people distance themselves from God because of a false understanding of him. <clears throat> Or them assuming that he will do certain things. And when he doesn't do certain things in a timely manner, those individuals distance them, right? Or God is not their sole pleasure. That God is not their sole source of joy, right? And so they begin to look for different things and make God an accessory instead of the entire outfit, which causes people to distance themselves from it. 
So you have to really look at your heart and ask yourself, what part of me has not denied him? The Bible says, if any man or woman desires to come after me, let them first deny themselves. So the first place you got to look at yourself is what part of yourself have you yet to deny? And then with the Holy Spirit cooperating with him, start denying those things in a practical way. Start saying, hey, what disciplines, what accountabilities, what things I need to implement in my life to ensure that I am in a constant state of self-denial and pick up my cross, pick up my cross, pick up my part and dying to myself for others to live. The cross represented Christ dying to himself, dying and being <clears throat> placed where he died for people uh, uh, for people to have hope and joy. So picking up the cross could be picking up my calling. What am I supposed to die for, die to? and die for who, right? And then you'll get productive in your purpose and you'll begin to get in the grind with the ultimate joy, with the ultimate hope of giving God glory. And then your productivity and your purpose will cause you to have a greater push and a greater pull to do the things of God and stay close to him because you know uh, you have become uh, aware of uh, the realities of eternity. And that you wouldn't have to face your maker eye to eye one day. And so that keeps you close because you know that God has now immersed you in a dream that's 20 billion times bigger than you. Therefore, you have to continuously rely on him to fulfill it. So I hope to help. Whitney, thank you for catching me live. I'm glad you was able to catch me live. You got any questions, Whitney? Let's vibe. <laughs> I'm over here, man. I feel like I'm uh, rapping. Why is she nagging, Jesse? Oh, yeah, great question. I'll, yeah, there you go. That's the root. Why is she nagging? There's always a reason. Now, if she just crazy, no, I'm not saying she's crazy, but if she's just nagging because it's a bad habit, then man, you got to deal with it uh, and have a conversation with her. But go to God first, talk to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, open up an opportunity for me to communicate with my wife in a certain way that will bring healing and um, help us in that way. All right. LV says, when it comes to meditating the word day and night, will it increase my chances of hearing the Holy Spirit? And if and if I do, if and if and if I do choose specific scriptures in error, such as trust for a new okay, gotcha. Uh, what I will say is LV, um uh do things not for a return, do things because it's a joy to do. So the real question is, what do I want to hear from the Holy Spirit? And why do I want to hear from him? Everything has to be genuine. I'm not saying this is you, but I'm just getting practical for everyone listening. When people fast, I often tell people when they ask me about fasting, I say, so why are you fasting? What is the real reason for you fasting? Many people think fasting is uh, I'm going I'm to uh, uh, beat myself. I'm going to uh, uh, um, um, deny myself. So that. Now, the question is, what is that? What comes after that? So that. Most people want to hear specific things from God, not the things that God actually want to speak to them, right? So everything has to be like, God, I whatever you need for me to hear, I want to hear it, right? So if you're meditating God's word, if you're fasting, if you're praying, so that, solely that, you can know who your husband's name is. You want to know what your wife's name is. You want to know when you're going to be promoted. Like if those are the reasons, you're not going to hear from him. But if your heart is, Hey, I just want a fellowship. I just want to get to know you more. I want to engage you, Holy Spirit, more and more solely because I, I love you and I, I know you're the source of my life. Then you will begin to hear him more because he will know 
that she genuinely wants to hear whatever I have to say. Because most people or a lot of people, they only engage with the Holy Spirit. They only, quote unquote, engage with the spiritual disciplines so they can get a specific thing out from the situation. But you can't pimp God. You can't manipulate God. You can't trick God. You can't manipulate God through meditation. You can't manipulate God through moving like a quote unquote Christian. And a lot of people do that, right? So when it comes to meditating the word of God day and night, will it create it will increase your chances? But you always got to ask yourself, is my heart right? Do I because you can't fake him? One thing I learned growing up, <clears throat> you can't fake God. You can't, your tears can't move God. God is all knowing. God knows, hey, either, either you with me or you're not. Either you trust me or you don't. But God is not going to tell you what you want to hear. He is not looking for itching ears. He's looking for people who want to hear. And so always check your heart, fam. But yes, meditate on the word of God genuinely will increase your chances of hearing the Holy Spirit. And if I do choose, and if and if it does, I choose, how do I choose specific scripture on air such as trust? Yeah, just uh, what I do, man, I flow with the spirit of God and whatever word he puts on my heart, whether it's trust, whether it's whatever, then I go to my open Bible.info. I go to the Bible. I just meditate on it because the Holy Spirit is now telling me that's when you need to meditate. So there's recreational reading. That's recreational uh, uh, parts of my uh, engagement with God's word. Like that's recreational reading. There's no necessarily, hey, I'm reading this because I feel the Holy Spirit. And then there's revelation reading. That's recreational where I, I just stay, I stay abreast. I'm in my Bible every day. I'm praying or whatever, right? That's recreational. That's just relationship. Recreational, man. We cool. We vibing. Revelational kind of things is the Holy Spirit. I need you to study this, quote unquote. But understand that the heart matters. Dirty red, my brother. I am I am in communication with one, with a person or the one. From, I don't know if it's the one. See that D, that the, changes everything. Let's keep it from Ghana, and we've been chopping it up a minute now, filling it out, and I'm feeling the idea of this truly. Uh, being something. Oh, the one. Okay, yeah, is realistic in your opinion. Well, <clears throat> you get what you get. What the circumstances gives, and what I mean by that is, hey man, you gotta be very careful with them other countries, man. You gotta be very careful because a lot of people uh, will try to utilize anyone to get from their country overseas, and then when they get to America, they look, they they let you go, right? And so first, you just gotta make sure. Uh, first off, does her? I'm not. I'm just being real. It does her page have more than just two pictures? Do she have more than 300 friends? Um, um, do she do um, um, have you FaceTimed? Have you seen her face? Uh, because catfishing is a big thing. People I had two situations where people try to catfish me back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So these are questions you got to ask. So you got to say, hey, hey, let's FaceTime. If they always be like, nah, I'm, 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 oh, I'm not ready. You know, then it's something fishy. And, and if it smells like a fish, then they trying to catfish. And so make sure uh, uh, you use discernment and uh, don't get your heart invested because convert communication is how they get you. You can have a soul tie outside of sex. You got you got to be tied to individuals because you have great conversations and y'all connect through communication. And so the best way to say, Holy Spirit, is this of you? And I guarantee that you already had a check in your spirit already. And that's why you got to make sure all of us got to make sure our hearts are ready to hear what we don't even want to hear from God. A lot of hearing is hearing what we don't want to hear. And so I believe you probably already know what the Holy Spirit said in the beginning, whether this was a good idea or not. Uh, but anyone in another country got to be careful. 
um, and 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 um, ask some specific questions. Ask her tonight. Can we FaceTime? Can we Zoom? Can I see your face? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Check her page. If she only got two pictures, you know what I'm saying? And 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 two friends. It, it sounds like they're trying to catfish you, my friend. Many Butterfly says, coming out of a one-sided, long-distance situationship. Good gracious. That was set up by our moms. Gotcha. He decided he didn't like me enough. How do I get over this with wounds of rejection, daddy issues, and insecurities? Great question. Well, first off, you got a dad. First off, you got a father. And he's uh, your heavenly father. Um, and oftentimes, let's get let's get to the layers. Coming out of a one-sided relation, long-distance situationship that was set up by our moms. Great, quite great point there. If it was set up by your mom, you got to make sure that you don't have no resentment towards her. You got to make sure you check your heart to make sure there is no resentment towards the individual, towards yourself, towards your mom, right? Also, you got to make sure. Um, that you examine your level of self-love because oftentimes people who are givers, people who love to please others, those who are just generous with their time, emotions, mind, etc., oftentimes fall prey to one side of relationships and those individuals don't have the grace for those individuals because oftentimes the generosity of other individuals, time, whatever, makes them uncomfortable or it could be too much, right? But he also said that you were not enough. Possibly, um, it could be one or two ways that you gave too much or what you gave, what, or what you were willing to offer was, was too, was not enough for him for his sexual desires or whatever. Right. So in order to overcome this, you got to make sure that you understand the root of it. So the root of it is who calls the front door or the initial rejection? Was it your father? That, that thing is, is that most of the time we go but only so deep to, down in our hearts to the root of the issue. We got to go all the way down. A lot of people right now are suffering due to rejection that they felt in their own mother's womb. So rejection is not just face to face. It could be developed while you were in the womb. And that's why the Holy Spirit would then bring revelation on who the individual that you need to first forgive and then certain emotions and certain habits and certain thought patterns you need to repent from and have your mind renewed to thinking in regards to you being a daughter of the most high. Right. And we know for a fact that God will never wound you. God will never reject you. The only the, the last time God turned his back. That's why I'm so glad for Jesus, because that Jesus took all of our sins on the cross. The father turned his back on his son so that we can always be face to face with him. So we never have to worry about him turning his back on us because he turned his back for the last time on his son and all my sins. Therefore, now I have access to the father because of the sacrifice and the, and the, and the a supernatural resurrection of his son now empowers me, emboldens me to approach the throne boldly. Right. So now you got to now you got to get it immersed because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, looking up scriptures on on uh, God being near the brokenhearted. Right. So let me go ahead and let me put you through some practice real quick. What I utilize is, uh, okay, so I go to Google, scriptures on rejection, right? And so let me pull up for you. And, and it's going to take some discipline, it's going to take some time, it's going to take some work, but I believe you'll get it done. So scriptures on rejection, so what I do is, the first thing that comes up usually is openbible.info, right? And what I do is, here we go. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. 
The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushing spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. John, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. So we don't have a high priest who don't understand. Jesus went through an eternal form of rejection from his father. Not rejection in the sight of malicious rejection, but he got he felt the distance from his father because of the sin on him, right? Then he also felt rejection from his disciples. He felt rejection from the Pharisees. So he knows. Um, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in sight of God, chosen and precious. Now, let's look up. Uh, let's get more specific. Let me look at your question. Uh, okay. Uh, broken heart. Uh-oh. The Lord is near to the broken heart to save the crushing spirit. He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds, casting all your anxieties or cares on because he cares for you. So basically, a lot of different scriptures that you're gonna have to take some time and meditate on. Take some time and shift your mind. You, you, you'll transform in, in understanding by the renewing of your mind by saying, Hey, I am a child of God. So, what you could do practically is get a sheet of paper and write down those scriptures. Keep those things tucked in your in your phone or in your purse and you just go over it and you rehearse until you really make sense of it all. Then anytime you think about the individual who hurt you, say, no, I've forgiven them because the enemy legally you forgave them. Right. You forgave them. But now you're being healed. So just because you're healing from the hurt from them doesn't mean legally you forgave them. So the enemy is going to try to utilize your current hurts as you're healing to make you think that you didn't forgive, hoping that you sink into a levels of resentment, jealousy or whatever that will kind of make that legality null and void. Right. That, oh, now you sunk back into those emotions. You made it a part of your mindset. And now we can rush inside of your heart. All these different negative, toxic things that sets you up to be in negative relationships in the road down the road. So how do I get over this? First off, you, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You look back throughout your life and say, what have God helped me overcome before? Write down a sheet of paper, God's faithfulness. He helped me overcome this. And if he helped me overcome that, then I can surely overcome this, right? And then you got to understand that God does have someone for you. And the beautiful thing about this is you're out of it. Listen, let me tell you something. I don't want to be around nobody who don't want to be around me. I don't want no woman. Well, I'm married, but I'm saying I don't want no friend, nobody, no partner, no nothing in regards to business. People, I don't, I love me so much because the love of God has casted out, the perfect love of God has cast out all fear in me. So I can be by myself, man. And the more you begin to forgive you, and the more you begin to love you, and the more you start going to the gym and work out, please don't let people leave you and then look back and see that you're still pitiful. I'm not saying you are. Let's grow. Because when you get those endorphins in, you start changing your diet, and you start working on yourself, not because to prove to them, but because, hey, I want to better myself. I want to love on myself. Next thing you know, you'll get over the individual. And if you have daddy issues, there we go. Um, you don't. You have a a a, a, a earthly quote unquote daddy issue, but you don't have no heavenly daddy issue. And so right now, you got to be like Jesus on the cross when he says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." The pain that your dad caused is probably setting you up to help heal the pains of thousands, if not millions, of women. And then also insecurities. You got to say, "Okay, what am I insecure about?" 
because now the enemy is going to try to play the game of, well, he left you because of your weight or he left you because of your face or he left you because uh, you didn't want to do this. And then when you start entertaining those thoughts, then you start compromising just to keep people by your side. Never compromise to keep people by your side. That doesn't work. You got to keep your standards, man. No Bugatti, no Bentley, no Maserati, no Phantom, no Rolls Royce is over there sad because not that many people come see them because they know how much they're worth. And those Bentleys, you never seen a Bentley commercial. You never seen a Rolls Royce commercial. You never saw a Ferrari commercial because those who know, know where to go to get them. Those who can afford, know where to go. All right. So you, you got to literally take time to say, hey. What wounds have occurred in my life? How could God use these wounds to help me win? How could this rejection be for my protection? What did my dad, what could, whatever happened between me and my dad, let me, let me not make this an excuse of why I am who I am. How can I grow from my dad's situation? How can I mature from that? I don't have daddy issues because my heavenly father is invested in my life. You got to change the way you talk. You got to change the way you think so that you can change what you have and so that you can be better from it instead of being bitter from it, right? And if you're insecure about anything, listen, I've been this, I was insecure when I was young. I ain't like my forehead. I love my forehead. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who thinks I'm ugly. I only got to be handsome to one woman. I don't care who rejects me. I don't care who, what people think about me. I loves me. And that's what you got to do. Whatever you can't change about yourself, own it. If you're insecure about the way your structure is and you can't change it, own it. Own that forehead, own that jaw structure, own whatever. But if there's something that you don't like about yourself that you can change, get in the gym, change your diet. So I hope that helped. And I have a whole course on insecurities on my website, imunplugged.com. Make sure I pull that website up. Or you can go to lifework.teachable.com. And you'll see my whole course on insecurities. It's old, um, but it, it's, I think it'd be beneficial. What I mean by old, it just means that I probably have some more points on insecurities. And if from that, um, worksheet stuff like that, you need more type insecurities, Joshua is, and I probably have some new stuff that that would that would help you in that regard. Hope that helped. Now, Jojo. Let me see where Jojo at. I'll make sure I ain't Jojo, where you at, fam? Oh, yeah, I got quite y'all must miss me. Thank you, Rose Purple. Hey, coach, what do you think of people who claim to see Jesus? And is that possible? Hey, man, look look at the product that they're selling. Um, now, if you catch someone on the side of the street and they have a relationship with Jesus, then cool. But if they're over here trying to sell a book, trying to sell or whatever, chances are they ain't seen the man. JoJo, I don't see you, man. Or ma'am, I don't. Uh, okay. It did. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Minnie. You're so welcome. Uh, I got time for maybe two more. I'm trying to look for JoJo. But JoJo, we know uh, they'll hit me up. Oh, she said, many of God told me to trust him for my husband early on and focus on him, but I got my heart. Yeah, I got my heart invested and it's hard to let go. I understand. But but it ain't impossible to let go. Hard doesn't mean uh, endure hard. The Bible says endure hardship like a good soldier. Listen, I love when things are hard for me and it's tough for me. That may, means it's going to make me tougher. How can I do this? Practical? I hope that practical things, writing on a sheet of paper, reverse engineering your thoughts against that thing, casting down vain imaginations and every thought that rises itself against knowledge of God. 
um, utilizing those scriptures and looking at looking for the practicalities in it and actually implement it whatever creative way the Holy Spirit implements. Some people journal, some people uh, um, uh, do, uh, trying to funnel it through other means. Yes, I sure did. Openbible.info. And you can just type in any any um, topical thing and it'll open a door. Not open a door. It'll open. Uh, it'll show you scripture that pertains to that topic. Uh, I lost my place. Give me one second. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, you can ask a question on Facebook, Tarot. Yeah, Facebook and YouTube. We in here. Uh, God is not user friendly. I think I know what you're talking about. Let me see. Where JoJo? Somebody got shot. Hey, y'all, God, God is not, God, whatever the quote-unquote, quote-unquote is sickness, man, dang, ain't nothing too else possible, God, man, that's why you got to take your vitamins, all that good stuff, take care of yourself. God, God gave us an immune system for us to steward. Uh, okay, here we go. Linguist Addict says, how do you know if a guy is serious about marriage? Does God or the Holy Spirit confirm the one? Yeah, you listen, if he ain't confirm it, don't have a firm grip on it. I'm telling you, because right now, I am so thankful that I have factual evidence of God confirming my wife. So no matter what arguments, no matter what we face in life, I know God confirmed this, right? And now everything else could be just uh, us growing with each other. Everything else could be just spiritual warfare. But I know she ain't, I know that I'm not going to entertain the thought that she's not the one because it has been confirmed by God. You need God's confirmation so that you can keep a firm grip on what it is that he has for you so that the enemy can't shake it from you because you know it's confirmed by God and therefore you can move with it with them boldly, right? That's why it's important to wait for God's confirmation. I have a book that I'm telling this book, I don't promote it as much because I'm just, I'm working on that. I'm not a salesman like that. But this book right here, Counterfeit or counter, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in every area of, of <clears throat> in every area of your life is a great book. It helps you to understand how to discern, how you build your discernment, how to test things. The Bible says test every spirit to see if it's of God and how how God confirms. It's a great book, my friend. Um, and I think it will help you um, specifically on this. Now, how do you know if a guy is serious about marriage? Trust me, you if you have to ask, he's not serious enough. Uh, a gazelle doesn't know if a lion is serious or not. <laughs> a gazelle knows that lion that lion is serious about him or her. And what I mean by that is a man pursues, and and a man is a, a pursuer. A man who pursues is number one patient. A man who pursues says, "Hey, I know um, that this is the one I believe God has for me, and and I'm patient. I'm not going to pressure you. A man who pursues, not a man who pressures. He's a man who's patient. A man who pursues correctly is a man who understands, who understands his role in the marriage and in a, in a, in a relationship. He understands to a degree um, the general basics of a woman and understanding the delicacies and the gentleness and how he should approach her. So he has understanding, right? A man who pursues correctly has standards that match the standards of God. He is not going to cause you to compromise God because he knows that compromising God causes unnecessary things in, into the marriage that causes it to be sabotaged. So a man, number one, he pursues not with pressure, but with patience. A man who pursues, he pursues a woman because he has understanding. He understands his role and he understands uh, on the things of God at a high level so that he's able to, uh, to lead and guide her, right? S, 
A man uh, uh, who pursues a woman well is a man who pursues with standards. He understands the standards of God and he'll never cause you to feel unstable. He'll never feel you, make you feel insecure because he is secured in God himself. A man of God um, uh, that pursues a woman well um, is a man who has already nullified any perverted urges. He don't allow no urge to surge, my friend. And what I mean by that, you will never feel no lust from him. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If you're a brick house, you know what I'm saying? But he knows, but he has self-control. Self-control means there's going to be moments where, where, where things are going to rise, but you self-control. You know what I'm saying? So a man who pursues a woman, he pursues because he may have urges, but he never allowed them urges to surge, right? And so a man who properly pursues a woman, number one, is patient and never pressuring. A man who pursues a woman properly, who's serious about marriage, is a man who understands what comes with marriage and is willing to pay and pay the maintenance fees that comes with it. A man who pursues a woman correctly and is serious about marriage is a man who understands the standards of God and understands the pace of God. Next, he uh, he puts a cap on his urges. And last but not least, a man who's serious about marriage is going to ensure that you are never confused about why he's pursuing you. <laughs> he will ensure, no, I want you exclusively, E, exclusively. There's no doubt in his mind he is serious about marrying you and he's prepared economically to marry you. <laughs> so P, he's patient, he's paced, he's not pressuring, right? But he, but you know, like a lion on a gazelle, you know he may be laying in the bushes right now, but any given moment, he has understanding about his role and understanding what comes with it and he's serious about it and he's prepared for it. And he has good umbrellas, means he's undercovering. Right. S. Um, he's he's met his standards, master standards of God and, and all that kind of stuff. You he, uh, he has a cap on his urges. And last but not least, he will ensure, you know, you are the only one he wants exclusively. That's the signs that that man is seriously uh, uh, serious about marrying you. I'm going to go on to Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram in a while. I'm going to do a live Q&A a little bit more uh, because until the Holy Spirit gives me topics to discuss. Um, but I hope this is a blessing to you. I know y'all got a lot of questions, man. Oh, man, I should have never hit that. Going with that, I'm going to couple that with, since we're talking about men pursuing, please forgive me if I skipped your question. This is a, this is on this is on part of what was asked. How does a Christian man handle singleness? Um, um, how a Christian man handles singleness is finding God's, finding uh, productivity in your singleness. How I've navigated singleness, and I have a book on the purpose of singleness. Um, you can get that book now called The Purpose of Singleness. It will help you kind of better understand that um, and all that good stuff. But what helped me was I found my purpose early on. I got productive. Purpose, your purpose and being productive in it has a way of shortening the or making the singleness feel uh, uh, shortened. And it kind of keeps your hands busy from having your hands busy, if you know what I mean. It keeps your keeps your mind, hand, feet busy in the things of God because you understand the value of time and you understand the reality of eternity and you understand the, the vastness of God and the reverence he deserves. <clears throat> and then as a man, you'll say, hey, I have desires for X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I'm going to maximize my singleness and prepare for that so that when I do pursue a woman, I will have the right perspective. I won't pressure her because I have urges. I will have the right pace. I will have developed my understanding of what marriage is or what whatever phase that I desire to have. I know what that is. All that kind of stuff that I said for the young lady before. 
The issue is singleness is not uh 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 for singleness is not um the minor leagues to the major league of marriage. Singleness is just as important as marriage. The prerequisite of a thing is probably more important and more and more uh vital than the actual thing desired because it's the preparatory phase. It prepares you for all the different facets of what it is we're trying to do. So how does a Christian man handle singleness? You got it. You, you and God, you and the Christ, number one. You and the Christ. Hey, Holy Spirit, shape me to be more in, shape me into more of the image of Jesus. All right. And so next point you got to make sure is that what is your purpose? Get productive with it. I wrote five books before I got married. You see what I'm saying? I created about a thousand or twelve hundred videos before I got married. I was productive, not busy. Busy means being under Satan's joke. I'm doing, I'm aimlessly doing a bunch of things, but I'm not productive specifically on the thing that God wants me to do. So I'm, I think I'm gonna do a video on that pretty soon uh, for Christian men, single men, um, and help you guys on that. But I love y'all. I'm gonna head over to Instagram and serve those over there. Um, check out the books that I have. The Purpose of Singleness, all on my website, imunplugged.com, or you can just go to Amazon, and you'll be able to see it there, um, imunplugged.com, <clears throat> The Purpose of Singleness, uh, 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 The Purpose of Freedom is uh, How to Untie from Soul Ties to Uproot Strongholds, Whom the Sun Says Free is Free Indeed, That Bird is Free, But That Bird Has to Walk in That Freedom, Right? And so that book talks about soul ties. Dating prep is a book that helps you date God, date yourself, and become dateable, and to date the love of your life forever. So that book has very important questions that will either end the relationship, end the relationship that shouldn't be, or extend the relationship that should be, or begin a relationship that should be, right? But it all boils down from dating God, et cetera, et cetera. My latest book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Life is a great book there. So all that stuff's on my website. If you want to support what I do here, especially it's a new school year for me. And so right now I have some great projects that I want to do for my students, uh, my middle and high school students. So if you want to support what I do and go to the Propel tab, I got to update it because now I'm in high school now. So I got to update my website. But if you want to support what is it I do in the in the, in the schools, in the school system, in the schools, uh, you can do that on my website as well. If you want to just support and you feel unction from the Holy Spirit, you can do that as well. Um, all that good stuff is on my website, imunplugged.com. Uh, oh, thank you, Katina. Purpose of Freedom is a good book. Thank you. God gets the glory. I'm glad it's a great resource. And the book that I'm working on now, I can't wait to get it out to you all. Um, I should be, hopefully, Lord willing to be out next month um, in regards to either end of August or September. And I got a new card game to go with it, too. It's going to be fun. It's for um, those who are, um, I can't tell you too much. You'll see it when it comes out. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Uh, peace. Uh oh, hold on. Hold on. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.